Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Holy Shoot Wrestling Podcast, a podcast that is all about the world of professional wrestling. Joining me on today's show is Jace E. Cornett, aka Jason, and I am Broderick, your host. How are you doing, Jason? Yeah, not too bad. It's a so we've been doing a lot of pods at the moment. We've been churning a couple out and been doing some interviews for future ones. It's a bit of a busy time. Yeah, it's a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling this week, and uh, yeah, it's just been absolutely crazy busy. It's uh, from Money in the Bank to AEW to NXT to New Japan next weekend, and then I think it's another WWE pay per view on top, either a week or a week after. Yeah. Crazy, and, and I've not mentioned that other show that uh, that other company, big company, is doing. So, <laughs> yeah, and I guess on that point, and then to cap the next month off, we finish it off with Wrestle Queendom two from Eve, which I think is on oh, the thirtieth of June. So yeah, like a month away. So that'll be like the end of this busy period. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then July will be barren. Actually, no, July's got a couple of paper. Oh my god, it's it's absolute pay per view fest at the moment. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, uh, one of the shows that we are going to be kind of previewing today, it's just going to be more of an informal discussion, is NXT TakeOver 25, which is happening this Saturday in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I think I said that right. And um, yeah, Jason, how are you feeling about NXT TakeOver? Uh, I normally look forward to TakeOver shows. I think they're always really good and I enjoy the hype to them. This one, I'll be honest, I'm the least hyped about it since I probably started watching TakeOver. Like, I can't remember the last time I was so like, eh, it'll be good, but I'm not sold into it as much. This might be because of how amazing the last TakeOver was. A bit of a calm down. Yeah, I th- being at uh, TakeOver New York, it's always going to be a bit of a calm down. But I, I, you know what? I think it's a very good card still. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I kind of know how you feel. I always feel the way about same way that you're feeling right now when it comes to January takeovers, because between November and January, that's when NXT is not as good because of Christmas break and all these special episodes. So storylines feel rushed, but I don't know. I think Velveteen Dream, Tyler Breeze and the ladder match will be exciting. Gargano versus Cole. I can't really complain too much. I I think it's going to be a fun card. Yeah, I think, Top level like view of this, it's just pointing out to me how much take NXT talent has gone out to the main roster since the initial like Lacey Evans and EC3 all the way up to the Viking War experience. It's when you look <laughs> at this card now, you realise like you know Ricochet, Black, and like Champ has gone. You realise that actually they're in a bit of a rebuilding process, and I don't think they could have done much more than this card. Yeah, I think. It also doesn't help that Dijakovic is out, and hence why Tyler Breeze is back down in NXT. I, it kind of reminds me of NXT in 2016 when they had lots of Finn Balor, Bailey, um, American Alpha, and names like that get called up pretty much. And Baron Corbin being another one, he was quite big in NXT in 2016. They're, they're all getting called up, and then they had to build like new tag teams like DIY and. Uh, they had to build up the women's roster a bit because of one match they called in Mickey James, kind of like what they did doing with Tyler Breeze. So I, I kind of get where you're coming from in terms of the fact it's rebuilding stage, but I don't know. I still think it's a pretty stacked card. 
Because I know I'm going to enjoy it when I watch it in terms of wrestling. It's just there's not much hype for it so far. Yeah. Do you think that's possibly down to the fact that this takeover was originally going to be happening last weekend, I think, in San Jose? And they had to move it because of... Or is it the following weekend? Either way, they had to move the date. And originally it was going to happen in San Jose in California. But they had to move it because of Saudi Arabia, apparently. So is that the reason why? Is that... You know, no, I mean, possible I don't, think, Russian I don't think so. What with like, you know, they they they, they tape all those shows in advance, right? They would have already have planned it out. I don't think a week makes much difference for the NXT side of things when they're taping all the episodes in a batch. I think it just comes down to, I guess, rebuilding and the fact that okay, we weren't planning to be in this situation because we lost a bunch of the talent we thought we were going to have. Mm. And Percy Watson. Oh yeah, Percy's moved on to better things apparently. I miss him already. I miss uh, him now that I miss him with Beth on the show. I do miss Percy. Yeah, it's 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 developmental for a reason. So I'm going to give Beth uh, plenty of time to develop as a commentator. I think that's the fairest thing I could say right now. Um, but yeah, I uh, it it is hard knowing that a ton of NXT talent's being called up. But I still think there's quite a lot of reasons to be excited and i'm going to start off with the tag team championship ladder match street profits who are fun the undisputed era kyle riley and bobby fish they haven't tagged together for a while that's going to be amazing especially you know we haven't seen them in full flow um in months and we also have what are the other teams? Forgotten Sons. I don't have the card up on me. So I've uh, got it's Lorcan and Birch. Be the street the profits. The undisputed era. These are Forgotten Sons. Yeah, it's not four fun tag teams. Well, maybe not Forgotten Sons as much, but they're still pretty good. I think um, what I'm annoyed about with this match is the fact that the Viking War experience guys just vacated the belts. I think. Mean, I just I know I know why they had to do it again. They weren't planning to call them up to Raw so early. It seems like so now you have to drop these belts, and it just feels weak that someone's not had the chance to beat them for the belts, especially after that big deal was made about them beating Black and Ricochet and sending them off to the main roster, only for the Vikings to follow them like a week later anyway. So how did you feel uh, in context? How did you feel when Asuka was called up when she was champion? Same with Paige, like. With Asuka, I felt different because she had such a long undefeated run. The Viking experience didn't, or the Viking raid did not. It just didn't feel as epic to me as Asuka, like being undefeated for a year or whatever it was. The raid, yeah, two, two years. Yeah, two years. The, the raid, it didn't seem as big yeah. in my mind. And yeah, I guess that's why I struggled with it. I mean, it'd be a good match, but it, yeah, I, it feels odd to me to have a vacated belt. Yeah, I mean, in that case, who do you made champion? Yeah, and I think that's the challenge. I think the obvious one for me is the Undisputed Era. I know you're going back to what's been done oh. before, but I feel like they're actually the right ones to put the belts on. I'd like to see them then go and have a feud with the likes of the Street Profits. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I kind of want a Street Profits quest for gold storyline, um, just like they had with the War Raiders. And I was hoping it would be War Raiders Street Profits that take over. Um I'm still calling them War Raiders. Fuck their current name. And yeah, I wish it was something along those lines, a straight up tag team match, but I think this will just be a fun barnstormer and I trust these guys to blow the roof off in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yeah, I'd imagine there'd be at least one very memorable thing in this match. <laughs> I'm sure oh, there'll be at least the, one. oh, there'll be many. I mean, the last time NXT had a multi-man ladder match, look at it. I mean, yeah. 
it was five stars by Mounts, and I don't think he gives ladder matches five stars that often. I'm uh, the guy we're looking at for this match, yeah, I think we talked about it before. I'm a big fan of Montez Ford. I want to see if he can pull off something amazing and really sort of have a showcase performance. Oh, I think he will. I think I think both the Street Profits are really good. I think Angelo Dawkins doesn't get enough love. He's actually pretty good for a man of his size. I'm just putting it out there. Anyway, let's move on to another member of the Undisputed Era, Roderick Strong versus Matt Riddle. Again, this will be a really good match, and I think it's just I'm not that hyped by it so far in terms of storyline-wise. I'm becoming a mm. big fan of Matt Riddle and Roderick Strong. I don't think I've ever seen him have like a bad performance. I... I'm trying to, okay, who, who are you picking to win, by the way, before we do that, the ladder match? Who are you going to go with as the victor? Because I'm going for Undisputed Era winning this. Yeah, there's a lot of spoiler alert for later in the conversation, but there's a lot of talk about Undisputed Era doing a clean sweep, so it wouldn't surprise me if they put the belt on Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, I think that I think there's, I can imagine them doing something like that, but maybe not doing the clean sweep, but at least hinting at it, so that's, that ties into it. But yeah, yeah Matt, Matt Riddle, Roderick Strong... I don't know. I, I kind of. I don't think even them can afford to lose. Really, I guess Matt Riddle can lose from some sort of shenanigans. Yeah, the thing is, Matt Riddle's already lost to the Velveteen Dream, and I did read that the plan was for Matt Riddle to move on to compete for the NXT title. So whether that be Gargano or Cole, so I reckon the undisputed era clean sweep doesn't happen. I think Matt Riddle will win. Yeah, they I need. Don't... They need. They need Matt. Riddle. They need stronger baby faces in NXT right now and Matt Riddle's probably the second well, or third highest strongest face well, after Gargano and Dream. Yeah, that's what we're looking at. This is their into the baby face roster depth. After the those three, it's a pretty steep fall down to I guess Keith Lee. Whoop whoop Keith Lee. Whoop whoop yeah. He's not really had a chance to get going yet, so because of the injuries he had. So yeah, yeah they've only really got three big Shooter? names. Way too early, isn't it? For him to be, a, he's got to establish yeah. himself a bit. So those yeah. are their three babies, and and then they're taking on, I guess, the undisputed era. We need more strong heels as well. With is it Diacheka? I can't remember. I had very good name with him. With him being injured. Yeah. Um, this will be a good match. You know, you know it's going to be good, and they'll get like fifteen minutes or something. And I'm hoping Matt Riddle wins. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping Riddle wins. I. I mean. I, if an Undisputed Era clean sweep does happen, I won't complain, being an Undisputed Era fanboy. But yeah, I hope uh, Matt Riddle... Uh, yeah, I think Matt Riddle will win. Uh, moving on. Um, next up, let's talk about the Women's Championship match. Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai. Is this... Would you have had this match happen at Toronto in August? Or do you think it's too early for Io to have like this big match, one-on-one match with Shayna Baszler and you could have had a bigger takeover, perhaps. I just, I guess, I don't know who else there was to put in this match. Like we said, they've Candice done... Oh, that, I mean, she's oh, that, been involved in the storylines. That would be interesting. I'd love to see that in August, if they could now build that into a proper big match. That would be quite cool. Especially depending on what they do with Johnny, that could be quite yeah. a good way to go. Could you imagine Mr. and Mrs. Wrestling on top of the next two? Yeah, that would be pretty that'd sweet be as a sort of really... way to go over it. Um, I think, I don't know, this is like the obvious match they've gone for. My concern, I hope they don't do it, but it's like somehow Shayna Baszler loses it because I just think they need some stronger heels on Raw for Becky. So I'm wondering if this is drop the belt at this point and go up with her her two sidekicks and do a storyline there with Becky. Oh, no, it's way too early to call for Dukish. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect them to be wrestling on the main card. I think they'd just be there, you know, sidekicks posing, but they'd still be wrestling in NXT. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I've seen too. I just. I don't want them called up. I've seen too many people called up way too early recently. I think. Um, 
I don't think Baze is going to get called up. I think Baze is going to retain, and I think there's going to be a rematch of some sorts, uh, barring Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke at TakeOver Toronto. I think that's what's going to happen. I think uh, this is going to be a lengthy feud because they really, I think they're in a rut right now, the company, in terms of the women's division, because there's literally no one underneath Shayna or Io that's as big. So, yeah, I mean, you have Candice Array, Bianca Belair's called off, Mia Yim is not as, uh, she doesn't have the momentum that the other two could could have. So, yeah, I think Shayna Baser retains and, and by shenanigans. Now you said it, I want to see Shayna versus Candice, actually. That would be quite a cool next feud. That yeah, really interesting to me. I kind of hope that Shayna versus Candice would have been like a mini filler feud in between. So, yeah. Uh, it is interesting as well that Shayna teased, I think, this week's episode of NXT. I only read a review. I haven't seen this week's episode of NXT. Just uh, FYI. Um, but, yeah, she, I think she's teased the fact that EO has no friends. Meanwhile, Shayna still has her. So I think that's what has led me to the shenanigans conclusion, which has happened a bit too often in these matches for me. Yeah, NXT should be better than shenanigan finishes. Yeah, it should just be clean. Everything should just be clean in the middle of the ring. Yes. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah. There will be. Yeah, I love it when someone always predicts. A, you can tell they don't watch NXT that often that someone always predicts a disqualification at a takeover. It's just like that hasn't happened in years. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Bad finishes rarely happen. Anyway, moving on. This is a match I'm looking forward to most: the North American title match, Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. NXT's present versus NXT's past. Um, very similar gimmicks. This is just going to be a complete story inside that ring. It's it's not going to be the best wrestling match, I don't think, but this is going to be a complete story, and I'm going to love it. Yeah, I'd be interested in how much we get almost like the old Tyler in terms of how much is he going to be like the heel in this match, how they're going to work it. Because as far as I'm aware, he's not gone like heel in this so far. Yeah, I think Dream's more the heel on this one. It's strange. I mean, I can't boo Dream. I mean, this yeah, no this, one can boo Dream. Like Dream be can be face, Dream can be heel. Everyone loves the Dream. Yeah, this will be fun. You know, I'm a big. I think Velveteen Dream is one of my favourite guys in wrestling at the moment. So I'll be, I'll definitely mm. enjoy this. Um, yeah, I'm not expecting this to be at the level of some of his other recent matches. I'm happy to be proved wrong, but I don't think this is going to be at the level of Dream v. v. Riddle, for example. But yeah. it'll definitely be. Like I say, there'll definitely be some interesting, I guess, charisma on display. Definitely yeah, I, I think it'll be a lot like Dream's match with EC3. A lot of charisma, a lot of posture. And it's not the best match in the world, but it's, it's you know, still like going to be a three-and-a-half-star match at least. I mean, I think this yeah. is going to be fun. And this is what wrestling is about. It's going to be fun. And this is what Velveteen Dream is. This is what Tyler Breeze is. I hope, I hope it's a barnstormer, though. I think both of them could pull it out of the bag. I think this could be surprise match of the night, you know. Yeah, but I see Dream retaining. Yeah, Dream's definitely retaining. Dream is definitely retaining. I mean, the fact that it's going to be Dream versus Dijakovic pretty much tells you Dream is going to retain right here. And I could see Dream going into a feud with Roderick Strong after this. So we'll see oh, how that all goes. Oh, Undisputed Era in Toronto doing the evolution pose with all the belts. I would love that. I would love that far too much. Oh, Jason switched on the light. Sorry, I realised I'm sitting here in the dark. 
it was getting progressively darker and darker. And uh, it was just like Jason was just all teeth at one point, and that was about I was, it. I was going down an Undertaker promo from the old days. I was going to be in the darkness, <laughs> or maybe Mankind. I was going to be like in the boiler room. Yeah, you're more Mankind than Undertaker. Yeah. I, I was going to try and do a Mick Foley impression, but uh, I, I'm not going to. Anyway, so last but not least, just to wrap this up, we told you it'd be a mini pod. Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. The one fall rematch from the two out of three falls match. The best match in WWE history, I hasten to add, according to Dave Meltzer, uh, from TakeOver New York. Who do you think is going to win, Jason? I think, I just want to say, the, one of the reasons I'm not so hyped is because I feel like I've seen this match. I've seen the feud. I didn't want to see them have another match after the amazing match they've already had at TakeOver, what I saw in person. That's yeah. partly why I'm not so amped for it. I'm hoping Johnny retains because it would be really shit if after all this storyline build up to him finally getting the belt and then they go, oh, you've had it for a couple of months. We're going to put on Adam Cole for a little bit after that amazing match. So I'm hoping Johnny wins. Mm. But I'm, I, yeah, I'm just I'm expecting this to be a good match, but it's just going to be disappointing compared to what I've already seen them do. So that's why I am kind of wish they were doing something else. I think they're going to get the same length of time that they did at TakeOver New York. And I think, I think, yeah, it is, yeah, for one, for I think one of the good things about how they're explaining this uh, movement, this shift from two out of three falls to one fall was Adam Cole just going, I beat you, I beat you clean middle of the ring in the first fall. So, you know, I should be NXT champion. It's quite an interesting play on how two out of three falls work, and it's a very, it's different and I quite like that I quite like that and it's kind of made up for the fact that yeah I'm not as hyped for this match but who else is going to be the top heel in the company and I think that's going to be Adam Cole I don't see Adam Cole winning though I see him winning probably in Toronto they're going to do something different I think they're going to have a proper stipulation maybe a steel cage or hell in a cell something I hope the hell in a cell happens that take over one day. But that's just dream inside. But I, I can imagine Johnny Gargano retaining here. Yeah, it'll be a great I'm sure it'll be a great match, but <clears throat> yeah, this is like my whole I saw this. I want I want Johnny Gargano to move on and face other people. I want but who would you face... have Gargano face? So I know it's I would have swapped this around a bit. I would have actually put Roderick Strong in this match and built more about the tension with the undisputed era. But they kind of burned through that already. Yeah. I would have yeah. booked it a bit differently and had Strong going into them this match. Could you imagine Roderick Strong beats Matt Riddle? Johnny Gargano beats Adam Cole. Roderick Strong is like made number one contender by William Regal. And then yeah. Roderick Strong wins it at Toronto. Now that, that would be awesome. And that would be undisputed. But yeah, I quite... I could see uh, them doing something like that by like yeah. being Strong in at least in the feud next. I can't see them breaking up Undisputed Era, though, just because they have a war games happening in November and they don't have anyone else. Yeah, they're sort of... I, unless, it, unless you put a fourth member of the Forgotten Sons. Well, they could always make it into, like, old-fashioned where you have two singles wrestlers and a tag team on each side. So there's nothing yeah. to stop them doing that. Yeah. I don't see that happening. I see, I see them just going... Um, Let's find four wrestlers who will just be pissed off at the Undisputed Era. <laughs> yes. 
I think if they do that kind of match now, they're going to have a very short card because if they put like all the top guys into that match, I'm sure they would have rebuilt by then. But right yeah. now, you'd be putting all these guys in and you'd be like, right, what else you got? They'll, they'll probably <laughs> sign Joey Ryan by then. Could you yeah. imagine the King of Dong style and they call down Shinsuke Nakamura to NXT because he's doing nothing to have Dong style versus Strong style? <laughs> We've got it'll in be, a fantasy booking. It'll be interesting. I can't imagine he'll get away with Dong style in WWE or NXT, though. I think he's mainly signed as a trainer, right? I don't know if that's what the story is. No one seems to be sure. Uh, apparently, it's to work a couple of years at NXT, then become a trainer or something like that. Okay. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't imagine him being too... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's uh, say, so, we're, we're, going, we're going down a rabbit hole here. So, I think, just to confirm, we've gone for... We're both thinking Johnny's winning the main event. Mm-hmm. And you're hoping you're expecting a much better match, and you're much more excited about it than I am. Yeah, I, there's no way they wouldn't book this match if they didn't expect them to do something even better than what they did in New York. I think that's the only thing. The only other thing that might suggest differently is obviously the plan for New York was Gargano versus Champa, and they probably just thought, well, Johnny Gargano is going to feud with Adam Cole next, so maybe that maybe they just made that storyline happen a bit quicker because of the champa injury so maybe that's why they just long-term book and say well gargano cole rematch will make a good story out of it and they have so i'm going to go for the optimistic side and think you know this is going to be 40 45 minutes i mean i know that's extreme for even nxt but i reckon this is going to be like an insanely long match be interesting as well. I mean, I'm intrigued by the idea of doing like a 40 odd minute match with these two. I mean, you know, that'd be good, but I mean, you can't do that on the main roster, but you can definitely do it in NXT in a main event. Yeah, I mean, there's no limits really on a takeover length in terms of you know, just go out there and put on the best wrestling show you can, and that's what uh, takeover does so well. And that's why takeover New York is probably the best wrestling show I've seen in the last three, four years, and I think. I, I mean, I agree. And New York was amazing to be there in person for. Um, I've seen it back as well, and it is a fucking incredible yeah. show. No it's doubt like, about it. Pitch for New York is pick which one of these amazing matches is the most amazing. Yeah, and, I mean, this, this if, card doesn't have that same quite feel to it, but it'd be good. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll be frank though with you, Jason. Like, Takeover New York's card didn't blow me away either, and. I was like, oh, I kind of wish I went to New Orleans because TakeOver New Orleans was the most awesome TakeOver. And WrestleMania 34 was beautifully unpredictable. And then, you know, TakeOver New York, as soon as the first match happened, it's like, well, that that will never be topped. And then you could argue Riddle versus Dream was better. And then Volta versus Pete Dunne was better than that. And then Gargano versus Cole was better than that. And the women's Fatal 4 was also fantastic. And, you know, so it's NXT... Believe in Triple H. Believe in NXT. Believe in the Shield too. I mean, not anymore, obviously, but believe in the Shield. <laughs> so, and just think of it, we're having. We, I think we're agreed. We think Riddle is beating Strong. Dream is beating Breeze. Um, have we both gone for Undisputed Era winning the ladder match? Yeah. And then we both think Baszler is retaining, and that Johnny Gargano is retaining. And it sounds like Joey Ryan will be the. Here's the guy in the crowd that we've just signed. Potentially. Potentially. I think Joey Ryan's doing a show this weekend, so because he's going to explain why he isn't yeah, signed with I'm AEW. Just 
I remember he was well, talking, why are we talking about Depends where uh, he is. Why are we talking about Joey Ryan? I don't, I don't really care about Candice Ray's former tag team partner that much. Good guy, just don't care. Well, you have to have someone in the crowd. And I'm thinking, who else are they start? They're going to they sign. And you no, say you've got another show going. Oh, Matt Riddle still had another show and still made it when he had his his in the crowd moment. And I think a few of them have done that. Mm. I think Joey Ryan's doing something in California though, so it's probably not happening. Get the Vince McMahon jet. <laughs> By God, damn it! We just signed the King of Dong style. You know, Vince would love worst, that. That that was a worst imprint. You would love it, but you'd be like. Concepts of the kids. So, <laughs> oh, this has gone off the rails. So, yeah, that's our takeover thoughts. Jason's a bit more pessimistic than I am. I, re- you know what? I'm going to give this a pre-show grade. I'm going to give this a pre-show grade. You know, my expectations. This is going to be at least an A minus. Hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I'm expecting it to be at the most a B plus, which is a little play on words for the B plus players because I'm going to play one of their songs on the way out but it's more like a B for me I'm thinking I'm expecting yes so to wrap it up and I think it's a good little hint and a wrap up there so Jason earlier this week you interviewed the B plus players we're not sure when that interview is going live yet but do you want to briefly mention it yeah yeah, when producer Chris decides to, you know, get out of bed we haven't hit his his minimum fee apparently you know like Dean Ambrose just like Dean Ambrose, the whole the five hundred dollar payoff for the main event type thing. He's like <laughs> he's refusing to sort of get involved. But when Chris gets a chance to put that together, we'll be adding some, you know, doing some additional sort of cuts into that. But yeah, I had a chat to the B plus players who are in a, a really cool band based out of um, Nova Scotia. No, sorry, Halifax, Canada. I always get those two confused. Halifax is in Nova Scotia. Yeah, I was going to say it's Halifax, Nova Scotia, like in Canada. They play Canadian wrestle rock. And they've just released a new album. It's really cool. So I spoke to them about some of the songs on that and the inspiration for those songs. Um, on the actually, once we've done the outro, I will I will key up a little bit of one of their songs called B Plus, which is from the new album. Yes, and as you can tell, there's a few Daniel Bryan references there. And B Plus is actually about Daniel Bryan, and it's a really good little rock song. So we're, as wait, we're doing wait, a short it, episode, it's not about Kofi Kingston. It's not about Kofi Kingston. We talked about we talked about the fact they didn't have any songs about Kofi Kingston yet in the interview. So there you are. That's a hint of something uh, to come. That, that's going to be that's going to be the challenging third album coming out uh, next year, probably. Yeah, well, we we talked about their like where their songs and inspirations and like you know how they've covered a lot of historical topics on this album. So that's why yeah we went into that. But yeah, B plus from the album Yes by the B plus players will be closing us out once Broad has done his usual wrap up and hinted at some upcoming content. So, yes, uh, um, thanks, Jason. Aside from the B-plus players interview, which we're not sure when it's coming out yet, but it'll be coming out very, very soon. Uh, next week, we'll be doing our review of not only NXT TakeOver 25, but the first NXT Live Special 2. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are doing a retro review of NXT Arrival from 2014. So I cannot wait to review that show. That has a couple of amazing matches on it. So look forward to that next week. And until then, remember to subscribe to this podcast if you like us. Give us a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever your big podcast outlet is. And then not only that, but give us a like on Facebook. And remember to follow us on Twitter at HolyShootPod. And that's the bottom line, because this pod said so.
robber Live away the big card father Went to Japan and earned my name This place is a different game Say I'm just a B-plus player But I'll show all the naysayers When I kick you in the throat Where the flying goat And I say, yes To every victory I am grabbing And I say, yes Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Holy Shoe Pot. Do it! Do it now!